On the Record with Furniture Today, a podcast that goes behind the headlines to look at the news and the newsmakers, the people and the personalities that give the furniture industry its unique flavor. I'm your host, Bill McLaughlin, Editor-in-Chief of Furniture Today. Hi, I'm Trisha Yearwood. On behalf of my furniture family at Klausner Home Furnishings, I'd like to welcome you to Furniture Today's On the Record podcast with Bill McLaughlin. If you're in the business and you want to know the stories and people behind the latest news in home furnishings, you've come to the right place. Let's listen in and hear what Bill and his guests are talking about today. Welcome to On the Record. I'm Bill McLaughlin. I'm here this week with Robert Levin, John and Matt Schultz, who recently just reopened the Levin Furniture Stores in uh, the Pittsburgh and uh, Ohio markets. Gentlemen, congratulations. That is a great story. I know people are really rooting for you. They're really happy to have Levin back in a family-owned situation again. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So I'd really love to kind of hear the story of how this all came about. I know, Robert, you, you have been trying to make this happen for some time. Can you just give us a little bit of background um, about how you rescued the family business? Sure. Well, I wasn't in too much contact with uh, folks in the company. I had sold the business, uh, as most people know, to uh, to Art Van, which had been acquired earlier uh, in 2017 by uh, Thomas H. Lee Partners. And in early February of uh, this year, I learned that um, things were going south quickly, and there was the possibility of uh, a bankruptcy and a liquidation. So I, at that point, I got involved. And um, made an offer for the company, and there was a lot of back and forth on it. And uh, uh, we did get um, the, the lender, uh, Wells Fargo, to sign off on the deal, and we were ready to go. And then the pandemic occurred, and uh, part of the uh, arrangement or the understanding in the uh, letter of intent was that uh, the expenses through bankruptcy would be covered, but the model kind of broke down um, with in terms of. Um, Going out of business sales were were stopped and wasn't able to fund the uh, business going forward. So that put an end to that phase. And then a long convoluted process occurred through Chapter 11 and then Chapter 7, uh, in which I was um, trying to get the company back through a group of outside investors and um, uh, senior management folks. And uh, to make a real long story shorter, that fell through, and then I thought of the Schultz brothers, who uh, I've known for many, many years. Uh, they, um, at the time, they were competitors because they had opened up an Ashley licensed store in Pittsburgh. But uh, for many, many years, we were uh, networking partners in a, a large networking group and uh, knew each other very well. Knew the family, uh, knew they were a family business like Levin's, uh, committed to employees. And customers had very, very good uh, reputation and thought that they would be uh, potential partners if they were interested. And that's where we left. And you can ask Matt and John how they responded. (laughs) I I would love to hear that. So, Matt, John, um, I'll I'll let you guys figure out who answers first. But I'm curious, um, when you got the call, the email, the text, whatever that form was, what what were your first thoughts? Uh, This is John. Robert had reached out to me, phone call, I think it was a, a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, and, you know, uh, it had the idea. And, you know, so we got, I got Matt on the phone and called him back uh, that afternoon and uh, just started walking through. Robert had told the story that he just told you uh, what had happened up to that point. 
And, uh, you know, Robert's, uh, you know, main goal was that, you know, as we were talking through this, was that, you know, he, he wanted to make sure that, you know, as many employees were brought back, the, the brand name was saved and uh, revived in, in, the, in the market. And then, uh, obviously, the customers uh, that had lost their deposit uh, through the, the bankruptcy with the private equity company, uh, you know, got made whole somehow. So, uh, that was sort of the, the theme going through this uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, reacquiring uh, the, com- the company through the bankruptcy. So what was the thought process as the two of you walked through this? I mean, what was the, you know, what were the steps where you thinking, well, wait a second, this is a lot of stores. Did you know that it was going to be 17 stores right at the outset? I mean, did you ask yourself, wait a second, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, you know, cash flow is critical and we're about to take on this new responsibility. I'm curious, what was the, to the extent that you can share, what was that discussion back and forth between you and Matt? And Matt, were you thinking, Really? This is an interesting phone call in the middle of a Saturday. Yeah, I, I remember when the John called me and, and uh, said, "You're not going to believe this." Robert Levin just called me and wanted to know if uh, wanted to help partner and, and bring Levin Furniture back. So I was, uh, I still remember the day and, and where I was. Uh, we've always, John and I've been very positive and optimistic about opportunities, and, and sometimes just dive right in without maybe thinking. Um, everything through, right? What will the challenges be? But we thought of all the positives and realized it was a tremendous opportunity to partner with Robert. And um, we're very excited to um, uh, to, to explore the opportunity uh, to bring back Levin Furniture. And, and then once you get into it, you start to realize it is more than, than you expect. So I would say the first 45 to 60 days, you know, you're really starting a, a very large company uh, uh, from the ground. So from every little detail of having a file for a sales tax uh, resale license, right? Just down to those little details that needed to be done. The insurance and, and as a startup, a very large startup, it, it, it was a lot more than, than we thought jumping in on that first phone call on Saturday, uh, but well worth it. And, 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 uh, it's uh, very exciting of where we are today with the company, and they've done a they've done a great job. Well, they're, they're really good retail operators, right? Good merchants can run good operations. But I'm I'm curious um, as you ticked off the positives, as you sat there and you thought of, wow, we have some really good strengths on our side, right? You do that positive. Negative. What were some of the things that really appealed to you um, about this? And John, maybe you can just. And give me a couple of things. What were some of the things that you thought were really appealing about this deal? Well, obviously the yeah you know, the the brand uh, and the goodwill that Robert has created in the communities over the years, you know, and and the see the see that disappear, uh, you know, it would be it would be a shame. And obviously to take advantage of the, of that of that reputation of the Levin uh, name, uh, you, you can't buy that. You know, it would take you know, 30 years to build that back up with a new company. So, I mean, that was obviously, you know, was huge. And uh, I remember somebody at our van who was telling me and the management, you know, why they didn't, why they didn't make it our van and, and, and Pittsburgh and Cleveland because, because of the brand recognition. And, and uh, you know, that's, that was one of the things that they had bought, you know, and they weren't going to change that. So, you know, that was an interesting story. So, uh, but, so that obviously that was, 
right off the ground, you know, that, that having that, that brand recognition and the community, um, with the customers was very important and, and, uh, and, and obviously a, a huge advantage to getting up and going. And, and that's what we saw the minute we opened those doors on Friday. I mean, this very positive people coming back. The trust was there for the most part with, with every customer coming through. Uh, and, uh, they were obviously willing to, to repurchase from, from Levin like they had in the past years. Great. So, yeah. And, uh, obviously, uh, you know, other advantages were the employees. You know, we we knew we had to move quickly on this, uh, so we didn't lose, uh, you know, an incredible uh, staff that was that had been here for years. And uh, just looking through the 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 sheets initially uh, when we were walking through with the human uh, director of human resources uh, and looking at the tenure of those employees, it was it was pretty incredible. I mean, it's just everybody was over twenty years. It seemed like you know walking through this, and some some employees up to forty years, and uh, so losing losing that that knowledge base. That's what Matt was talking about earlier. What we were able to achieve in uh, really in a month and a half period was uh, you know. But was because we had that uh, that that loyal employee base here, and uh, and uh, and I think you guys had written too what Robert had done uh, as far as uh, sending money to help help out with the health insurance for the employees that were all suddenly let go okay, uh, back in March. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you about that, Robert. Uh, add in. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Matt. Please do. Yes, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, the, obviously a, a big advantage was the stores being built out as well and and ready to re-enter. And I would say the biggest surprise and the most gratifying aspect of the deal is getting to know all of the associates at Levin. It's truly amazing group of people. And um, it's it just it getting to know them over the last month and a half has been great. And you can see that respect for Robert. You know, I'm, we were in the warehouse yesterday and talking to a few of the guys and, and how excited they were to be back. And, uh, you know, the, the comment was that we owed it to Robert everything he's done for us. Um, there's just, we, we were going to stick with them. And just, I think that's the whole key to this company. And you can just see that throughout the organization, uh, the dedication to, to the Levin, um, to Robert and the, in the company. And it's, just, it's a great group of people. Robert, I'd like to get your perspective on that. I mean, obviously you had sold the company. If you were a different kind of person, you could have just taken the money and gone off into the sunset other people have been in that situation and seen their businesses go through challenges and have not felt the need. But this was really important to you, both to help the employees and to get this business. Why was that so important? What, what was this about for you? Well, there were, um, at the time, uh, there were thousands of furniture employees. And if there was a game plan uh, through the bankruptcy where, uh, you know, company would survive in another form, you know, that would have been certainly an option. But it, the, the deterioration of the art band business happened so quickly uh, that um, something had to be done uh, to uh, salvage Levin. So I felt a sense of responsibility uh, to uh, try to preserve the jobs. Um, and, um, you know, these are people that I've known for Many, many years, uh, a lot of the people, as uh, Matt and Sean have mentioned, had long tenure. Uh, they were people who I considered friends. Uh, I knew their families. Uh, we have a, a lot of situations where we have multiple family members working for the company. So the opportunity to try to do something um, was um, very compelling. 
And then also, we did. I did announce that I was buying back the business. This was the, the uh, morning after I had signed uh, the letter of intent. This was on March fifth. And in the uh, public statement to the press, and it was, this was on television in Pittsburgh, I said to uh, customers that they don't have to worry about their deposit. They, uh, you know, we're going to be made good on everything, and that was before the deal collapsed. So I felt a, a sense of personal responsibility as well to the consumer to not walk away at that point. Could have, uh, could have, could have walked, but there was a strong sense of which. You know, I have uh, I've already made the promise, and I've committed myself to doing this deal. So that's why I um, reached out in different ways, and uh, ultimately made the uh, arrangement with John and Matt. John, I'm very thrilled uh, with how that's uh, developed. Unfortunately, we didn't get all all the stories. Uh, you know, another private equity group is coming into the market, and uh, presumably opening stores. But, uh, you know, we are, we're able to hire a lot of our folks back and we're going to take care of all the customers. That really is. I mean, I, I'd like I think it's useful for people to get some sense of perspective. Um, I think, Matt, you mentioned you did this in a month and a half. You've got over 300 people. Is it like 325 people have come back? We're, is, that, is that correct? Three, we're at four, 425 today. It's growing quickly. So you're <laughs> continuing to bring back more even as we speak. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And, and working on opening up um, some additional locations um, uh, uh, on top of the uh, 17 that uh, were announced uh, on Thursday or Friday. Um, how many more are you looking at? Um, we, have, we have our, our Butler uh, mattress store that should be opening soon. And then we are um, looking at um, other locations in the Pittsburgh market where we did lose stores um, as to replace those in the market. Um, as well um, as the Youngstown market, um, we're, we're working to replace those stores so we did lose those as well. So I have to ask you, I mean, it's one thing to start up and open a new store, open two stores. What is it like to basically start even a, a business that has great goodwill, has access to employees? That's a lot of stores in a very short time. Um, and I don't know how you, you know, John and Matt, you split responsibilities. Well, let's let's start there, and then let's talk about what that process is. How do the two of you, as um, co CEOs, split the responsibilities? What are each of you responsible for? And John, I think you're older, right? So we'll start with you. Yeah. So yeah. So Matt and I, uh, I'm surprisingly, you hear stories about brothers and all that kind of stuff for family members, and 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 uh, Matt and I have always worked well together uh, through the years. Uh, I'm, I am nine years older than Matt. Uh, Matt was the the baby of the family. There, there's there's four of us in our family. We have two sisters. I have an, we have an older sister, and then we, uh, we have a sister that's in between us. And we sort of we're all grew up in the furniture business too. Our older sister uh, uh, helps out in our in merchandising uh, with us, and she's been at, at John B for a long time. Uh, and then our uh, middle sister for years had worked. She was a buyer for Pottery Barn and then Restoration Hardware out in San Francisco. So we sort of always, the, the family, we grew up at it. We talked at the dinner table. Uh, and, and growing up in the business, you, we always sort of, you feel, you feel the need, you learn uh, where that need is, and that's where you go. So we sort of just grew up that way. And uh, so I, I went towards the operations and the merchandising side of the business, as well as the IT end of it. Uh, and Matt 
Matt sort of uh, gravitated towards the the marketing and the and the sales and and the finance part of the business. So it was, uh, it was sort of good complement between each of us. Uh, you know, and we sort of have agreements that you know if if one of us feels strongly about something, we'll speak up. But but we also we know when to you know not not speak up or when things aren't worth it, and we'll give things a try. And and like Matt had said earlier, we both sort of have the same personality, good or bad, that we, we do jump into things and don't think about things too much. But but at the same time, I would say that we're fairly cautious as well. Yeah, we're probably sometimes a little too cautious, but but when when we know things are right, we we, we tend to agree on it and, and and go the same way. Well, that was something, wasn't it? This is Tricia again for Klausner Home Furnishings. From my very first collection, I knew I'd come to the right place, that Klausner understood what I wanted to do with my furniture, how I wanted to share my recipe for comfortable living with the world. Now let's get back to Bill McLaughlin and see what he and his guests have to share with us. So in in terms of how you were putting this together, how did those 17 locations, the initial 17 come together? Um, Was it those were simply the ones that were available for purchase? And what was the process like getting the inventory back, restocking the stores, filling the warehouse, all of that process? Um, and please jump in with whoever was responsible for doing that. Well, yeah, so uh, Matt, I feel like one of the advantages uh, of, of, the, of where Levin was in the process that most of the stores were in, in good shape um, and it kind of just closed overnight. So, um, you know, we had a... You know, <clears throat> not as much work to do to, to reopen the stores. We um, brought back all our store managers and visual help early to help, you know, start getting the stores back. Even when you close for that amount of time, the stores need work and, and, and cleaned up and freshened. Uh, so they were overall in pretty good shape. Uh, and so uh, from that standpoint, it, it wasn't, um, you know, a tremendous amount of work. Uh, the you know the store locations and selecting um, a lot of work through you know our attorney and and, and the team on on negotiating um, new rents um, across the board. So that was a long process. Um, and then you know a lot of just administrative work to get there of, of setting up a new business. I would say that was probably the the most um, most time consuming and what we maybe. Um, you know, didn't realize how much work was involved in that point just to get the systems back up and being back in business. That sounds like quite a daunting task. And, that, you know, the, the key, you know, I guess why it was uh, able to open that many stores and so successful when we, when we you know, turned the lock and opened the doors was just all of, of our associates that, that wanted to come back. We had a great team in place. Um, and that's really what, you know, made the difference of, of how we were able to do it so fast is that um, it's just a testament to, to, to Robert and the Levin culture um, that all of the associates were, wanted to come back. They were ready. And, and that's what made the difference. How much of the merchandising team, the, the buying group, buying team, were you able to to bring back? Do you feel like you have good continuity there in terms of you know, people who understand the assortment and and what your your mission and your goal is uh, on the product side. Yeah, yeah, I, I would I would say so. Yeah, so we brought back uh, three three of the you know the the buyers that that were you know long term employees here understood the processes and as well as the, their support staff as well. 
uh, that I have many years of tenure here. So uh, continuity-wise, and, and you know, and I've been jumping in and helping out on that area too, and, and bringing a little bit of the John V influence in. So uh, it's, a, it's been a really good compliment, and uh, uh, we're right on track. And it doesn't seem like we've missed a beat to where uh, where we were before and where Levin's was. But that was that was another process, right? We had to start up all new vendors from scratch. <laughs> yeah, new yeah. accounts. We we had a we had a set new you know new get. Uh, you know, fill out credit apps and get get approved for credit, and uh, yeah, it was uh, a <laughs> another part of the process, right? And they're looking at you. Know, All right, well, you're uh, you know a two hundred million dollar company uh, potentially that uh, is uh, applying, you know, wants credit, and you have no credit history. So, uh, but we we've, we've worked through all that, and and I, I get like what you were saying, Bill. Uh, the vendors are all rooting for us; they believe in us, and and there there hasn't been any problem getting credit from any of them. Well, do you think it helped too that you had a history that they they knew each of you personally? In a lot of cases, they had dealt with you before. Um, do you think that helped? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and you know, and, and Matt and our, our business, we, I, I don't think we've ever paid a bill late in our lives on our side of the company, and, and obviously, you know, and and we've always operated our company where we have kept a lot of cash in the business and and, and never really took too much out. They're very careful on spending, and uh, you know, it showed through through our payment history, obviously, through the years. Uh, and obviously, what Levin, how Levin's used to operate with Robert, you know, I mean, the same, same, same type of philosophy. That, that was one of the, Bill, one of the things that really helped was that we were able to leverage some of the relationships from John B. Schultz, um, from, uh, you know, credit card providers, right, getting merchant services back up or with vendors or, you know, placing TV advertising. So there was a lot of benefits from um, even though when you fill out how long has your your you know, has the company been in business and it's thirty days, right? Um, that makes it sometimes <laughs> a challenge establishing an account, but we could refer and leverage you know, some past history of our current business and then also the legacy of that. Um, it would have been very difficult if we didn't have some of those relationships, some aspects. I'm curious about your media strategy. There was obviously there was news out there or it was known that Robert was looking to acquire the business. Um, there was a story in May that, you know, there was a letter of intent and then it was quiet. And then all of a sudden, the day that you're about to open the stores, you invite all the local TV stations, the local press, including, you know, the, the trade press. us. You tell everybody, hey, we're back. Kind of uh, just a, a big splash at the last minute. What was going on in the local markets? I mean, did you have ads out to to consumers to let them know you were coming? Or was it really just a, hey, we're here, it's 4th of July weekend, come by? How did you, what was the the strategy there in terms of uh, the messaging in the medium? I'll, I'll jump in this is Matt, just because some of it was driven by me there. Um, so we were really pushing to open, uh, get the, you know, the stores open as soon as we could. And one of the hangups last, well, last, piece that was preventing us from opening was getting the merchant services account up, tested, and into the system. So um, that was some of that, and that can take seven to 10 days to work through um, the process. So that was uh, waiting to get final approval on that. So we couldn't really start to plan out when we were officially going to open, and we were really just pressing to make that weekend. And then it just fell into place that, that we got the okay. We got everything loaded up into the system. And then we then we went full steam and hit the hit the button on the press release started to organize that. Um, so it was just 
tight condensed time frame to open open everything up and there was a lot of moving pieces obviously that was one of the last critical things so we could open the phone line start talking to customers helping customers and, and, and open the stores for business to be able to take credit cards and something as little as that that you don't even think about but that was um, you know, a, a hurdle that we had to cross that um, just had happened the day before. So where do you go from here? What's the media messaging? What medium are you using? What are you telling folks? So the, the next uh, next part is we really are getting just the branding message and, and a little bit more background so everybody's aware of that Robert's retirement and, and selling the business and then the comeback story. So we really want to get that message out first. Uh, so that's that's our main focus over the next couple of weeks is educating just that Levin's is back to the consumers that we are um, honoring lost deposit um, that we're rehiring our staff our associates are coming back and that's the main push right now is just that to get reeducate um, the consumers in the marketplace about what had happened and that we're back and in, 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 uh, here to help them. And Robert, you are chairman. I noticed you said in the in the press conference when when you announced um, that you are there to to help and to consult. But on a day to day basis, this is John and Matt's business. How does that feel this time around and how are you uh, handling the the new role? Well, I think uh, uh, it's it's a role that I uh, I think will enjoy not having the day to day responsibilities. That's why uh, originally I sold the company. Uh, I just uh, didn't want to have to do it anymore, basically. But uh, knowing that I've got uh, good partners that are hard workers, dedicated, and uh, work well and appreciate an experienced staff, I feel pretty good about uh, being in the chairman role. And uh, as you pointed out, I commented that uh, I'm available for consultation and uh, uh, discussion and and, uh, planning and brainstorming and but I have a feeling that uh, uh, I won't be needed that much. But I'm willing to do uh, whatever John and Matt uh, uh, would like me to, to do for the, for the business. Is there a, a final stage to? Is there a, a final stage to this where at some point ownership transitions? Or is the company jointly owned? Can you share any of that, or is that really not something that you want to discuss? I think what we can say now is that it is jointly owned and. Uh, you know, we don't have any uh, specific exact timeline for transition, but John uh, uh, and Matt are both considerably younger than me. And, uh, you know, it's eventually uh, going to be their their business uh, and um, uh, in, uh, imbued with the, the values uh, of, uh, of Levin's. Uh, and uh, it's an exciting thought that this provides a continuity plan now for the company that did not exist prior uh, to um, my uh, my selling of the company. So that's a, a nice development that's occurred. It certainly is. It's a it's a nicer ending to the story, I think. Yes, it is. So, Matt, John, as as you project out into the future, um, this is a considerably larger organization that you're creating now. How do you view you know, what are some of the next steps in terms of scaling and in terms of managing a larger organization? I mean, it's always, I would think, a challenge to go from being able to manage a smaller organization on a more personal level to having, I mean, it sounds like you're already over 18 stores, pretty soon could be 20, plus the John V. Schultz and the Ashley Home stores. 
um, how are you going to manage the structure of all of that to be able to to manage that and uh, retain your sanity? We're learning as we go along, I guess. Right? So, uh, yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we're learning uh, from uh, you know from the associates and uh, the management team that's here. So you know, uh, they have a lot of knowledge. Uh, but, but at the same time, too, uh, we're bringing a lot of knowledge in, too. So it, I think it's a good compliment. We're learning from each other. And I think that's the approach that we're taking is not that we know all. And, and, and uh, yeah, we have some good ideas to share. And, but there's a lot of good things that are happening here as well. So, uh, so it's definitely, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a, it's, it is a learning process. And, and we're re- we are reaching out, too, for outside of help. And like Robert said, you know, we have a great infrastructure uh, with Strivers Group that we've all been members for years and, and they're all larger operators than us. And, and over the years, we've learned a lot and we've been reaching out to them as well as, as, as things come. So uh, we're, we don't know everything and we never will, but, uh, but we are learners. What's the thing that you are most that you're most concerned about and most challenged by, and what's the thing that you find most exciting? And I'd like to hear from both of you on that because I'm guessing that there might be different things. So, what's the thing that you find most intriguing and exciting, and what's the thing that that perhaps you find most daunting? Yeah, so most most exciting is is working with with our staff here. It's um, just tremendous to come in, and and it's just a great place you want to hang out and. and enjoy being at so i would say um that's been the most exciting part is is just getting to know everybody and and be a part of this culture and 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 the biggest challenge that 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 i see is continuing to make that transition to the digital front online how we incorporate the website to uh the business and and allow that customer to, to buy wherever they want developing all that technology and uh, and putting that in place, I think, is the biggest challenge that we'll we'll need to continue to work on. I would agree with Matt. Uh, uh, you know, with uh, you know what you know what's enjoyable here, uh, and uh, you know, and I, I would say that was a pleasant surprise. That not that we didn't think that, but it uh, it was better than we thought. Uh, as far as uh, the whole working environment and, and uh, the excitement. Um, some of the other things I think it'll allow us to do too is, uh, you know, just obviously, you know, we're going to be growing the Levin brand. Uh, I think, you know, it's very important, you know, we're uh, getting some of the locations uh, back in the areas of, of, the, of the Pittsburgh area that we, we did lose to the, uh, the other private equity company that's coming back uh, in, into the market here. Uh, so uh, we're, we're quickly working on that. Uh, and also this is giving us more leverage too. uh to grow the Ashley brand. So yeah, we have plans to continue the growth of that Ashley brand and, and with the distribution center here in Pittsburgh and, and uh, the management staff here and everything, it's, we're going to really be able to leverage that and grow the Ashley brand a lot quicker than, than we thought we were able to do in the past. So, so that's going to be a definite benefit too. You know, obviously our goal is that to have uh, the dominant market share in the Pittsburgh market. And uh, I think we'll, uh, with the Levins, we'll have that, but with the Levins Ashley combination, uh, that'll definitely happen uh, uh, going forward. So we definitely want to get that established here very quickly. Um, so uh, that's, uh, uh, I would say, that would be a challenge too, uh, because that's obviously going to be a lot more work uh, going forward. But it's, it's going to be work that we're going to look forward to. 
Uh, and like Matt said, the digital uh, the digital front, uh, how, how do we navigate that? Uh, how we advertise is quickly changing and it's uh, changing every month and, and that's a new learning process. And that's something I'm fortunate to have my brother, because uh, Matt's really starting to dig into that and understand that and, and hiring the people uh, to get that done that, uh, that we don't have that knowledge base of. And so it's, uh, I would say that's, a, that's another big challenge. Um, but besides that, it's, a, it's an exciting time. Do you plan to use Ashley and Levin as complementary brands, kind of as a, a one-two punch in the marketplace? Do you see them as complementary? Yeah, I, I think it's this is yeah. I think it's very important that they complement each other. And, and we've already seen some success stories. We had some feedback um, yesterday. We had a customer in our Ashley store in Pittsburgh, and uh, they were buying a, a sofa love seat from us, and they had purchased a bedroom set that uh, prior to the closing of Levin. And uh, our manager uh, jumped on the phone, connected with um, the store manager at the Curry Hollow store and, and got the customer um, uh, information over to her. And she immediately followed up and explained the whole deposit process that we're taking care of the customers, got the order placed, and we're delivering out the bedroom set. So I think it's uh, it's a great way that the brands can complement each other in the marketplace and continue to grow each one of them. That's a great story. So let me ask, uh, let's, I'd like to wrap up with this question. You, as, as we talk, people will be listening to this, um, you know, a couple, a couple days after this, but as we talk, you've just come off 4th of July weekend. I have to ask, how was your weekend? How was the, uh, the kickoff? Yeah, it was, uh, beyond our expectations. Uh, it, it uh, was well, well up versus the, the previous four days. So we, we couldn't ask for more. It was really exciting. And to see on Friday when we held the press conference, the customers coming in and how appreciative they were, it was really moving to see. Um, it was just a great experience and, and uh, happy to be and, and fortunate to be involved with it. Yeah. And, and, and those, those were numbers too, Bill, without, uh, without any uh, paid advertising. So it was uh, pretty, pretty impressive increases. That really is remarkable to be able to have those kind of results with no advertising. Just imagine what you're going to do once you advertise. We'll be starting up this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to follow up and see how that goes. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time. My, my guests have been John and Matt Schultz and Robert Levin from New Levins and John V. Schultz. Um, congratulations on this new partnership, and we wish you the best of luck getting the, uh, the business back to where it was. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Bill. Right.